Alright, Hot Grits Podcast, episode 16. I'm Travis Ternan, with me as always is Spencer Maddox. Yeah, what's going on, Trav? Uh, first off, before we get into everything, we just wanted to say that we would be remiss if we didn't bring up uh, the events of last week on our podcast. Uh, truly, truly awful event in American history. A black eye for America. Uh, of course, the killing of George Floyd. Um, and the riots that have happened afterwards, riots and protests, you know, that have happened afterwards. Um, Travis, did you want to speak on this for a second? Yeah, well, I mean, I just, like, last week it just felt weird to, like, I mean, we had shit going on, obviously, but it's just if we weren't going to be able to address that and then also do a podcast, it wasn't worth doing a yeah. podcast last week. So that's the reason for the layoff. Sorry about that, but we're going to make it up to you guys because we'll have this episode that you're listening to now. Uh, if it's on time, it's June 11th or late uh, the night of Wednesday, June 10th. Um, but we will have another episode coming up later this week, uh, special interview episode. So more on that later. But yeah, last week was nuts and it's been weird the reaction since. Um, and, and obviously we're not going to get too political on this podcast, but that's the thing. This is, it really isn't. It shouldn't be a political thing. This really isn't political yet. I, I mean, I, I just like, you know, I said in the episode one and I've referenced this before in, in later episodes, but. You know, I'm doing this podcast for selfish reasons and, you know, for personal reasons. And so if I'm not going to address something I want to address, then I just feel like there's no point right. in even doing this. So I do want to say that I stand for the Black Lives Matter movement and I'm with it. Of course. And I agree with it and I'm on board with it. And I think there are systemic problems. And anyone that knows me, like personally, probably knows that already before any of this, that I kind of, you know, mixed feelings about law enforcement in this country and i'm saying that as a white guy now it's just a whole different level but i do also want to say that i'm a white guy uh 28 years old with no real problems in the world so no one really gives a shit what i think about it so i'm not gonna you know tweet about it or talk about it for more than 30 seconds a minute on this podcast but i do feel like if we didn't mention that off the top what are we what are we really doing Police in this country, it, too many police killings happen in this country already. And if, if you've grown up, you already know or have experienced some kind of, you know, bias by the police towards black people. It just happens all the time, whether it's getting pulled over in a car with a black person, whatever it may be, it's very obvious. So obviously they're going to get the worst into that and it's, it's time for change. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what I agree with the most. It's time for. Something. Something to change. And it does feel like that, right? It right. feels like we are living in a time in midsummer 2020. Uh, who would have thought, you know, a month ago, two months ago, this is what would be rocking the country right now. Yeah. And it seems like godforsaken coronavirus has taken a backseat, which is kind of, you know. Thank God. Yeah. Man. Which is kind of awesome that like now, hopefully, moving forward, the conversation and with, you know, a somewhat big election coming up in November. Yeah. Um, that, somewhat. That will be what people are talking about and not an airborne disease. Is this the biggest election in American history? I mean, it's going to be... Big time. It's going to be like... For those... Uh, for those like... Uh, this is 97 Bulls versus Utah, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, for those missing competition and for those like craving competition, I'm fascinated yeah. to see what happens. Like, fascinated. There's... Hopefully Georgia figures out how to how to operate it's, voting booths before then. But. It's gonna be 
some fucking comedy to see Trump and Biden go back and forth. Dude. They're going to get after it. I hope oh, they dude. do. I hope they oh, do. Dude. They both got you know, ball clubs, I feel you, like. Dude, you know Trump is coming with that fire for everything Biden has ever forgotten about. He's coming with the heat, dude. The memes are going to be on point. Well, the thing is that Trump, the Trump, when he gets on the stage with Biden, he'll, he'll be able to use more than 280 characters. So, yeah, dude. so he should be good. Because like, like, he's had a lot of practice in that limited 280 role. Um, my man can't stop tweeting, dude. Yeah, the he guy's got, he's got active thumbs. Tweeting, dude. I was saying this three years ago. Can't, he's a Republican too. He which is. Which is, which is yeah. a plus for you. Well, no, it's not that I'm a Republican. I just like. But you believed all people to be Republicans. I like identifying Republicans based on what they look like and what they sound like. Republican. Not because of their views. Come over, guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, not to segue too hard. Let's from talk that, about sports. Yeah, right? not to not to segue too hard from that dark stuff. Let's get. Uh, let's go, dude. <laughs> let's go. We got the NBA back. Twenty-two teams coming down to Orlando. Thirteen, I believe, from the Western Conference. Nine from the Eastern Conference. Um, so you wanted me to explain this in depth. So what's going to happen is if maybe you, not in depth. I mean, oh uh, yeah, just quickly give it a once. Over. What's going to happen is. Of those 12 teams of the Western Conference, nine of the in the Eastern Conference, if one team, the ninth seed, is four games back after this eight-game regular season, condensed regular season they're going to play, if they're four games back, they get a one-off play-in tournament. It's just, uh, from what I understand, it'll be a, uh, the, the eighth seed will get a double elimination, the ninth seed will get a single. Right. And then, there we go. The and ninth seed would have to be the eighth seed twice. Yes. And then the eight seed on a neutral court in Orlando. Seed. The eight seed would have to be the nine seed once. once. Yes. Is that the Zion rule? Is that what I keep hearing that <sighs> the NBA people, did this to get Zion in the mix? Because people are saying that, but what what, re- what it really is is it's not fair since there's not there wasn't 82 games played, and not all the teams. It's going to be based on winning percentage as well because right, not every be. team not every team is going to be playing uh, you know the same amount of games, but it's it doesn't feel fair to. To shorten the season and then just screw over Orlando, screw over Memphis, whoever it may be, just because they, they didn't get a chance to, you know, make the push. Right. But does the league give a shit that Orlando didn't make it or Memphis didn't make it? New Orleans would be a draw. Yeah. I, I think, I think there is, draws I think there is something to that, but I think more than anything, it's competitive fairness to those teams that have, you know, they, they planned for 82 games and that was taken away from them. You know, right? They made moves at the All Star break. All those guys, like they brought people in, and they mean nothing if they don't at least get a shot at you know a, some kind of playoff push. But man, oh man, I thought we lost basketball, and it's back, baby, it's back. And I want to, I want to get your uh, your take. Who who do you like going in? You got you like the Lakers, right? You were steady on that beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I haven't like I gotta like read up and look and see like, this neutral court thing. In Orlando, it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. But here's the thing: like my thing is that it, it, as long as it's as equal as it can be, yeah, the sample size doesn't really matter as long as it's as equal as possible. Right? Yeah. So like uh, the winning percentage thing, and not everyone played the same amount of regular season games in the playoffs. In a normal year, not every world champion plays the same amount of games, right? Yeah. If they win. If they sweep, they don't play the same amount of games, right? And yeah. so that to me doesn't really matter as much. They all play the same amount of games. It needs to be equal. And I think for LeBron's Lakers, 
And for your bucks, uh, <laughs> being the one seed now has mattered less, has never mattered less. I think right now, looking at it. Well, it, it matters for the out, first round matchup for sure. If you're LeBron and the Lakers, you want no part of New Orleans in a yeah. one verse eight. And not that New Orleans would win, but you don't want to mess around and go six games in round one. Absolutely. Not. Uh, like you, that would be nightmarish because what you're looking at is potentially like New Orleans, what, Houston, New Orleans, Houston, Clippers, possibly. Yeah. Just to get out the West. It's, it's going to be, be beaten up by the time you get to the West my as Celtics always. In the finals. The West is always is an absolute nightmare. And you're right. That New Orleans team is a dark horse because they're talented. They're talented one through seven, one through eight. They're, I mean, they got top of the line talent, but they're so young. And is, I is mean, New Orleans, the best New Orleans can do, or Memphis or Orlando for that matter, is the best they can do as the eight seed. Like they can't yeah. advance into the yeah, seventh yeah, yeah. seed, right? No, no, no. They don't really have a shot at that. Like, re- yeah, it's not even close. Dallas is the seventh seed and they're at 40 wins. Memphis is the eighth seed at 32 and 33. So, there's a large gap. And you could make the argument that the same thing we're talking about for Zion as a media draw and New Orleans in general. Let's not forget Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I mean, they, like they got they got some guys down there, some quote unquote dudes. Uh, John Moran in Memphis is also a, a you know to a lesser extent a baby draw. Like I mean, yeah, like th- that'll get eyeballs. Well, he's I, I mean, people dude. He's like a Terminator, me. man. Yeah, nobody wants to. Memphis is in a big market, and I don't. I don't know that a lot of people can name another player on Memphis's team besides John Morant. A lot of like non-obsessed people. I mean, uh, so like, it's not like Memphis is a big draw, but that's also like a factor. I feel like because they have John Morant, that's why the NBA made that arbitrary three and a half game or four game, whatever it is. It's, that that number is arbitrary. Until the until you look at the standings, yeah, and then you see, oh, guess what? Guess where New Orleans is? Three and a half back or four back, whatever they are, whatever that number. And is. they turned it on after they got Zion. I mean, they were New Orleans had the they most lost, difficult schedule in the first half. Yeah, of the NBA, they lost the a gazillion games, dude. Yeah, they lost so many games in the first half of the season, and then brought it back to where they're almost in playoff contention, which is a miracle, and that shows the strength of what they could do. In the playoffs, but I want you to to look at this. No lineup. fans, like a young team, not gonna have to worry about facing LeBron's Lakers in the Staples Center. I mean, and and what's gonna be a really weird environment in Orlando, basically a summer league gym. Uh, that I mean, anything could happen there, dude. It's so obvious to anybody who like who has a brain and that follows the NBA. It has been following the NBA for a long time. That the West is much stronger than the East. It's so. It's time for us to see this one through sixteen, because if you look at one through ten in the West, man, good lord, Memphis at eight, Portland. Do, do you want to face Portland? Who, who in the first round? You want to face Damian Lillard? Who are the five, six, and seven seeds in the East? It's in the East. In the East, that would be Indiana, Philly, and Brooklyn. So, like, Kyrie and Durantless Brooklyn. They're not going to play. No. Yeah. They're done. Brooklyn doesn't scare me at all. Uh, Indiana is Indiana, so you can count them out for a six-game first-round loss. Flame or, out. Yeah. Uh, Philly can't win anywhere besides Philly, so they're not playing in Philly. That won't work. Um, the fourth seed in the East is Miami? Miami? Like, Miami, that, I don't feel like it's a very good club. That, 
I mean, they're but look, okay. they're in Orlando. They could win games. They like, got some. The thing. They got some fucking bros. But and my seeds are like, what? My seeds are what? The third seed. The three seed. Yeah. Who's the two seed? Toronto. Toronto. They fake. They are fake, bro. <sighs> I want to see him. I want to see him in the playoffs. Man. Is Freddie Van Bucket still there? This the thing is, man. In the East, all these teams have a chance to like make a name for themselves. Whoever can knock off my like Milwaukee, if Boston, if Imagine if Boston knocks off Milwaukee in that second round or third round, where, whenever they were to face them, that would that would like launch Likely them into scenario, I believe. yeah. I mean, that would launch them into the all those stars into the next category. Everybody's getting a payday, and I mean, they have the chance to get the monkey off their back. I can't, dude. I can't wait to see Boston in this playoffs. Does a team like Boston have, or do we think deeper teams have a, an advantage, disadvantage, or neutralized? In a format like this, is it beneficial to have a deeper squad, or is it kind of the same as it always is? I I think it's less of it makes less of an impact at this point since all the stars are rested. Depth, yeah, nobody's hurt. You know that doesn't bode well for the season. No, I mean because that's the one thing they have going for them is that. And but we saw Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown make the step, and they've already got Kimba. They've got Gordy. I mean, Gordy's good for fifteen and two threes a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, Gordon Hayward and, and and. Uh, to be clear, a couple of like housekeeping things. The proposed date for the start of the 2020, 2021 season, December 1st. Yeah. Uh, which is anytime before that December 25th date, they will start. Yeah. The NBA will not miss Christmas Day. You have to have Christmas basketball, dude. It will not happen. And, you know, I could see them proposing December 1st and ended up starting the second week in December, the third week in December, maybe. But they will start before Christmas, and that's going to be a quick turnaround because what we're talking about in this 22-game format is an NBA Finals around when? Late, late October? I don't know. Is it late October? I, w- I would think they would push it back to, like, July, September-ish. Okay. It's normally in June. So no, yeah. I mean this year, though. Oh, this year? This year, the end of the NBA playoffs would be around... Oh yeah, it would have to be October. It's like a whole new season, man. Right, it so takes forever. So it's so it's not gonna it's gonna, be, it's gonna be an incredibly quick turnaround. They're gonna yeah. have to figure out something to do to incentivize teams to uh, or to incentivize players to be allowed to move because otherwise, guys that are already on a team are gonna resign with that team, right? Because the caps the caps gonna come down. Like the caps gonna come, to come down, down, and that bodes well for a team like Atlanta with so much space. I mean, I was wondering how you're going to work the hockey's into this, dude. Well, I mean, before we get away from that, let's just right now you have to pick it. What's your what's your finals matchup? And we'll we'll get to the Hawks in a second. But what's your finals matchup right now? So, like, I want to preface it by saying that if the Lakers have to face New Orleans in round one, that will significantly alter what I think. So, in right. my head, I'm thinking Lakers Clips in the West. I know that's chalk. The Lakers clips in the West, and I've said that. Okay. For a while yeah, I mean now. that's 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 not hard to pick. I do think the Celtics are are far and away the biggest threat to the Bucks. To the Bucks. I just think that I don't buy the Raptors. Uh, I think their coach is incredible. Yeah. For what he's been able to do, uh, but I just don't buy them in a four out of seven against someone like Celtics. I want to see Pascal take the leap in the playoffs, man. I want to. Well, we saw. Got, it. I mean, he's going to have every opportunity. We'll yeah, see we if he actually him. does it. If if. If he shows up and shows out and like plays like an MVP, that will launch him into MVP discussion next year and he'll be one of those top five superstars in the league. Okay, so I, I think see that shit. But let me let me get your your East. So what do you think coming out of the East? Milwaukee? I, I, I'm biased, but I think the Celtics. I really do. 
I really do, just because I don't think let's go, baby. Besides Milwaukee beats the Celtics in a best of seven. Fucking love to see the Celtics in the finals. I think it's my. I think it's Milwaukee. Excuse me. I think Milwaukee comes out, and I think they face the Clippers. Okay, well, let's talk about this legitimacy of the title right now. Before we know who is playing for the title, is this legitimate? Absolutely not. Okay, well then, where does it where does it stand, and why is it not legitimate? I mean, it's legitimate, but it's it's got a big old a word next to it. I mean, doesn't it matter who wins, though? I think. I mean, like we don't wish, yeah, we don't want to yeah. say that, but it matters. If the Raptors win again, like I have to think that's legitimate. I make it legitimate. But unfortunately, if if uh, like someone like the Bucks or the or the Lakers win, people are gonna look at it. Like it's not legitimate in my mind. I do think the Lakers or the Bucks as a one seed, if they win it, it's legitimate because they were a bona fide champ. The best thing about the NBA is almost always the best team wins the playoffs or the world title, or at least the team that played the best in the in the you know. There's no flukes, right? In the yeah, NBA you can't you, you can't you know maneuver your way through it without being a really good team. Absolutely. I think the same thing is true this year. You're not going to be able to maneuver your way in and out of this unless you're a legitimate world title contender. And all these people making these caveats about how it might not be legitimate, and, and all you're doing is giving your opinion of like the way you feel about it, but yeah. it feels like it's, it's the LeBron rule. It's, if he wins it, we've already put an asterisk on it, and it's not fair. Yeah. That's what we're doing it's, to LeBron. It's, I, I agree, but it's just that we didn't get to play 82, this long layoff. Everybody wants the NBA back. Obviously, and we want to see this finals play out because this has a chance to be a historic NBA playoffs for a lot of reasons. One, obviously the layoff, but two, we've never had this much parity in the league. There's no like big three. There's no like truly, truly dominant far and away, far and away better squad like we've had the past four years. So I'm looking forward to that, but you have to put an asterisk next to it, man. You just have to. It's, there's no, there's no home and away. Not a, not a real asterisk. It's not, yeah. I mean, you don't, you, you still a, crown the champion, but it's, yeah. people will look back on this and be like, they want it, give it to them, but. I think know. people will remember the 2020 season yeah. as being radically different. It'll just be different. I won't say that it's going to be, yeah, exactly, different. It's not going to be, you know, lesser to any real extent, but it will definitely be in its own category. Here's um, what won't happen, though. What won't happen is if LeBron doesn't win it, at the end of LeBron's career, if he's one short of Michael Jordan's six, yeah. they will not go back and say, yeah, but yeah. 2020, LeBron might have gotten screwed. Yeah. They will oh, not no, go back no, no, and no, alter no, it no, that no, way. No, 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 no. They will not go back. And, now, no. what if Giannis wins it and it's Giannis' only title for his entire career? Ooh. Bro, that's a thing, dude. Well, like, that's a thing. Hakeem Hakeem won it in a, in a shortened se- uh, season in '95, and nobody ever goes. I back didn't and even says, know that. Nobody goes. At, nobody goes back and like takes that away from him. You know what I mean? Granted, he had another one, but he won it in a shortened season, and nobody takes that away from him. But this is again different. It's not just a shortened season, right? Getting back to the Hawks, though, man. Lloyd <laughs> Pierce is so pissed, and I don't blame him, dude. They should have just brought all thirty teams and let him play. Eight games. Why not? Why because you... all 30 teams didn't want to do that. Golden State was not coming back. That, that's fine. That's fine. But let the teams that want to play, play. <sighs> we get we get robbed of seeing John Collins and Clint Capella and Trey Young play together. We get And those teams get screwed. They don't play basketball basically for how many months? 
eight, nine months. But they're allowed to open, like, they're allowed to come back and practice. I know, yeah. I know that's weird and, like, it's a loser's practice, basically, but... And they're talking, those, those teams that are left out are talking about having, like, basically an extended summer league after, you know, the NBA playoffs where they'll broadcast it themselves. I don't know how. Look, I think that's something that we could, you could incorporate that new G League team, that specialized G League team. That'd be so sick. That's something that they could think about. I know that's still a year away, and who knows what's going to happen with that. Oh, God, dude. Who knows what's going to happen? Content for days, man. But that's something they could work in as well. Uh, Anything else on the NBA before we move on? No, I'm good. I'm really excited for it, though. Uh, While the NBA has gotten almost everything right, it seems like, there's another league that has gotten almost everything wrong. What are you guys doing, Major League Baseball. Welcome to baseball. The most uh, normal I felt out of all in all this coronavirus stuff is owners arguing with players over money in baseball because that is the most baseball thing ever. Uh, They are acting like a bunch of Mickey Mouses right now, and it is a absolute circus. The latest, uh, who John Heyman broke it uh, last night, Tuesday, uh, June 9th, 6-9, by the way. Nice. <laughs> Happy anniversary. <laughs> uh, nice. nice. I, I think uh, the, the latest one is an 89-game proposal, uh, two-thirds prorated pay, proposed right. by the owners, back to the players. Uh, that won't get accepted. Um, but that's slightly less insulting than the previous, right? From everything I've read. Okay, so it's like this. like That's them trying to save they're face. They're offering basically. two-thirds now instead of last time they offered four-sixths. <laughs> and that's legitimate. That's exactly what it is. Like So there are, it's still the same. Two-thirds two is four-sixths. It's the same prorate. It's a different amount of games. So they're offering basically a, another form of the same offer. So just more paychecks in the same percentage of money. In other words, they have advanced no. They have not advanced at all in conversations. What's their fucking problem, dude? It's because the CBA and baseball is up after next year. It and, was. And they're projecting lower profits, I'm guessing. They cannot, the players cannot, in their minds, uh, fold on certain issues because when they come back to the table in 18 months, they will have folded really, really, really recently on specific fundamental issues. And that right. the fundamental issue is this. Who deserves the revenue majority from when baseball is played, period? Whether there are fans there or not. Owners or players. Right? The owners would say it matters whether fans are there or not. That matters in the percentage of revenues because the owners lose out on revenue. And therefore, they should not have to be giving the players the same amount. Right. Because they're not receiving the same amount. I look at it this way. If you buy, if you buy, you know... Uh, a beach house and you know you ha- you're not living there for the majority of the year and you have to pay a large electric bill you know that sucks but when you buy a house no one tells you that it, it's guaranteed yeah to be a good deal right here's the thing if you're a major league baseball franchise and you cannot or do not want to pay your employees what you agreed upon Despite what may happen, a hurricane may come, yeah. a pandemic may come, then you sell the team for a 300% profit. Yeah. Nobody buys a franchise and then sells it for less than what they got. It is an automatic, guaranteed profit. Yeah. And at any time, any of these owners could sell the team, and it would be a relatively easy sell and a quick sell. Because okay. everybody wants a piece of that. 
Right. But also, I think it's, it's a Im- guaranteed problem. It's important to bring up because a lot of, like, the layman doesn't want to hear about millionaires arguing with billionaires. But it's important to know that these guys aren't getting paid what they're worth. And, I mean, they never will because somebody owns the team. And that's frustrating. So them wanting just a bigger percentage of revenue really isn't that big of an ask. When in a perfect world, if there were no owners and every baseball player was paid what his value actually is, what the dollar amount he brings in, all the best players would be billionaires. Right. You know what I mean? Because they actually are the product. And what I find myself doing when people talk about that millionaires versus billionaires thing is, A, you know, this number has become pretty commonplace. 65% of Major League Baseball players do not make a million dollars annually. Which is just absurd. And absurd. Now that I'm saying that aloud, it's professional baseball players. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. 65% of professional baseball players do not make a million dollars annually. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not big leaders. Professional. Oh, okay. So, like, the... On Maybe the big leaders. Well, that, that makes sense. That could be true also, but... Well, the the great, vast majority of players are still in the minor leagues, so that, that doesn't really make sense. Well, the vast majority of players were in the minor leagues. They, they are no longer that, there. That number would make sense to me if it was still just major leaguers, honestly. That that might be the case. I think that is the case, yeah. There's so Six, many just filling out the roster guys that are making... like. But that's minimum. not me saying the owners are at fault. I mean, at some point, when you ask Mike Trout... To, to take a bath on $23 million. $23 million. He's still going to make $7 million this year annually. Around. Like, there's been a bunch of proposals. But around that. That's a lot of money, but at some point... There's I gotta, no way Mike Trout should make $7 million. I know, but at some point, they need to take responsibility and say, hey, like, you gotta look around and read the room a little bit. People are going to leave this sport for good. If... Baseball doesn't figure out how to get on the field. At some point, the leaders of the Major League Baseball Players Association, not the leaders, the actual leaders, but the big time guys, the Scherzers, the Harpers, right. um, uh, the, you know, he would put himself in this category, Trevor Bauer, uh, all these guys talking, Blake Snell, punk ass Blake Snell. I hate Blake Snell. Uh, these guys have got to, at some point in time, take up a leadership role and say, look, we got to get on the diamond. Yeah. And we'll address this in 18 months. See, who's the, that's who's, their responsibility too. It's, who's I the don't Chris blame Paul the owners the, or the players. Who's the Chris Paul of the MLB? What do you mean? Like, Chris Paul is the president of the Players Association. He's the leader of the players when it comes to CBA. Who's, who's that guy in baseball? Cause, I mean, who's the main, like, active guy that plays a really heavy role in negotiation? Active player? Yeah. So they have, uh, one rep from each team. And that makes up the council. They don't have like one. Oh, guy. that's so dumb. They don't have like. Well, they do have one guy, but I don't know who it is off the top yeah. of my head. That role is not being played. But, but what's happening in baseball is the agents and the super agents, especially, are starting to tamper into the these. Scott Boris. They're starting you know. to get into the heads and the ears of their biggest players, the Scherzers, the Harpers, and those guys are taking what their agents tell them to the table yeah. as the team reps. That's not fair. Scott Boris should not be involved in this at all. I was just going to say the opposite. Why isn't he running it for the players? Because man? he doesn't represent everybody. Yeah. There's fair. a guy making $1.2 million. There's the Emilio Bonifacios. There's the Chuck Kobushans of the yeah. world that aren't making a lot of money and they have local agents and small time agents. Those guys aren't getting to the table. True. That's not fair. It, it's, it needs to be a negotiation, but again, you have to read the room. Like yeah. you got to get on the diamond and you're running out of time. Like you are severely running like it is quickly approaching you've got to set dates and you've got to get it going while the nhl is doing it really so the pga I've, tour starts soon it starts this weekend 
Uh, the NBA's got their plan all ready to go. NASCAR's already started. You have all these guys, and you had an opportunity to, be, to become, once again, you the had focus of the country and, and really... To hold everyone's attention. And it's not too much to say, I don't think, to to emotionally manipulate people into being baseball fans again because when you look on your screen and you see a live baseball game, that there's something about that. Like, it makes you feel like everything's back. So in everything I've read, the owners dropped the ball on this, though, right? I mean, I mean, I don't find myself blaming the owners more than the players. I, really? I blame them both. So you blame them both. I just think they're both missing the boat and there's no sense of urgency it feels like all this being said i would say by the next time we record a deal will have been reached because they are running out of time and they will not there will be a baseball season they will not let it god happen. i hope so but uh you know speaking of asterisks, it's gonna make for a weird weird speaking of asterisks there's such baseball needs 162 games annually like they they've never talked about cutting down games what do you what do you make of an 89 game schedule. What does that, what does that mean to you? I still think, you know, as long as it's like equal and at least 70 something games, 80 something games, I'll look at it as a legitimate title. But like we said with the NBA, I'll always remember 2020 yeah. as a thing. But the thing is baseball, the best team rarely wins. Yeah. Not only do they not always win, they rarely win. And so, you know, I think once we get to where they're actually playing baseball and once we get a playoff field, uh, I think I'll be able to determine more yeah. whether it's legitimate or not. Also, the rules in this are going to be really different than they've yeah. ever been. There's not going to be an American and National League. There's going to be a DH in both leagues, praise the Lord. So, I mean, baseball is going to be drastically different. Yeah. Uh, but, again, this is the time. If you're going to try shit, this is the time to try shit. But, man, playoff baseball, and you've, you've talked to me about this before, and I, obviously I watch baseball all the time. I feel like I say that every time we talk about baseball. You just say that. I like, I'm not a baseball guy, but I watch every baseball game. Yeah, I watch every baseball game. <laughs> but baseball, playoff baseball is so vastly different from the regular season that it almost seems like even though you cut down all those games and you don't have a true seating, it still feels legitimate because you still have to, you know. Yeah. Assuming there's travel at this point, they're not doing what the NBA does. You still have to go there, come back, you know, face the, the best guys on the best rotations. Well, so there's, there's guys, still that legitimacy. Yeah, and there's guys that don't like the fact that there are 162 games in the regular season. Most of those people are non-baseball people. I think of our friend Brian Sigmund. Yeah. They want to see a more cutthroat where every game matters. And 89 games as opposed to 162, that obviously makes every game matter more. Right. So it will be more or less, I mean, a guy like Max Frieder or, or Mike Soroka is going to be galloping into the playoffs with about 55 to 70 innings under their belt. Okay, so there should be no worry about resting guys yeah. or in an innings limit. I mean, it's going to be an all-out race to the finish line, whereas usually it's, you know, you God, got, I can't wait to, you got to go 30, 35, 40 players deep throughout the season on your roster. You, you start with 25, or now it's 26. Now it's going to be like you got 26 guys on the opening day roster. You're probably only going to have to go about 30 deep. You think guys are going to be throwing harder in the playoffs this year than they ever have been before because they'll be so rested and they maybe. haven't thrown innings? I mean, maybe, but like. Because guys typically have a downtick towards the end of the year, right? Just in general, like pitchers, starting pitchers. Yeah, it depends. I mean, if your team's 10 games up, you're going to be probably throwing five innings as a starter, six yeah. innings as a starter instead of, you know, eight or nine. I think. Just some, I, I think, yeah, I think a team like the Mets who have like 
this dominant front side of a rotation, now less so with without Syndergaard. But a team like the Mets could could find their way into the playoffs. Like last year, the Nationals win the World Series, and they are terrible yeah. at the All Star break, awful. And then they're the best so, team still in baseball. About that, dude. Best team in baseball from that moment on. Still fucking pissed about that. Yeah, you're more pissed about that than the Braves giving up ten in the first. The Braves gave up. I 10 actually in the don't first. know. I don't, don't know which. That. I don't know which one is more salt in the wound. Braves giving up ten in the first, or the Nationals winning us the being, title. Yeah, us being a gazillion games up on them and then coming back to win the title. Yeah, and I think they played. I think uh, both of them are equally as bad. I think they played 19 times last year. The Braves were 13 and six against the Nationals. That's tough. And that's just more... And there's not a doubt in my mind that they would have beat the Nationals in the playoffs. I say, I don't know. I mean, who? they were much better than the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. And they got ass-whipped by well, the Cardinals. I mean, they got worked over. Oh, man. So, we'll and then, see. then we... Do you think there's a chance in hell that if the Cards don't put 10 runs up on them, they don't go... That they go and sign Azunia after the season? I don't know. I mean, that if, seems if like they don't give up 10 in the first, they probably, you know, you know place Brooks Conrad in for a defensive <laughs> substitution late in the game and he boots too. That probably happens. So either way, I they mean, wheel Bobby Cox in on a stretcher just so Brooks Conrad yeah. can kill him one more time. Look, 30 seconds. Yeah. Just digging the grave for old Bobby C. <laughs> the, the 30 seconds into that game, you knew the Braves were going to lose. And like, yeah. I don't find myself any more confident that they're fucking ready faulty, to dude. Uh, They will have Hamels who will be ready to go. By opening day, whenever the fuck opening day is. Uh, remember when we were sitting here and we were like, yeah, dude, so July 3rd, July 4th, pretty much guaranteed. Gonna be baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Did not happen. They have dropped the ball tremendously. So I'm just like super, as excited as you are about basketball, I'm super depressed about baseball. Let's go, baby! Um, Alright, what else do we want to talk about? The PGA Tour coming back this weekend, Charles Schwab Classic. These fields are going to be loaded. Is Charles Schwab the one, they're going to have fans... No. That's the Memorial. Memorial, yeah, next month at Jack's Okay, which is, which is a fucking big deal. They'll play twice in a row at the Memorial. So they'll play the Memorial Tournament, and then it'll be a different sponsor at the same location. That'll be cool to see. That, that yeah, really that's happens. cool. Next weekend is the RBC Heritage on Hilton Head Island. We did not talk about this before the pod, but I don't know if you saw last Tiger's night. Tiger's Yacht. Tiger's Yacht from Rigsy Barstool. Tiger's Yacht, which is aptly called Privacy, uh, took sail last night. 6-9, <laughs> toward St. Simon's Island, and that is just about an hour yacht ride. To, How do you know that? To, because I read up on it. You 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 read that it's an hour yacht ride from St. Simon's to Hilton yeah. Head? I downloaded You're the, a super I down, fan, man. I downloaded the tracker app. <laughs> I'm not joking at all. I'm not joking at all. Like, I That's really kind of creepy. did download it, yeah. Well, the guy's I mean, name is Privacy. Like, bro, him- if I was allowed on the boat or just like on a little... Uh, cruising boat. What do you call it? A dinghy? Yeah, a dinghy dinghy alongside of it? Yeah. I'm not boat guys. Yeah, we're not boat guys. But... In fact, we're not even water guys. Give me something to float on. Yeah. Alongside it, and I'll do that. You would die. And just watch it. Within an hour. Probably. But yeah. try and drink salt water and die of dehydration. I don't eat seafood either. Yeah. God, dude. All you eat are chicken fingers and pizza. No, I like burgers. I've had enough burger talk for one day, dude. Six foot one... You said one sentence about it. Six foot one sixty... By the way, four four forty. Four four forty win. Four four forty. Maybe uh, four four thirty. Forty feet. Um, James Winston. James Winston. <laughs> I'm not the quickest. Uh, James Winston said that he was one of the greatest ever 
uh, quarterbacks. I think he's talking about quarterbacking. I, you know, he's not, but he's now a backup to, uh, Drew Brees in New Orleans. He's coming off a year where he led the league in interceptions. He's fucking uh, crab leg MVP though. And he says that he is the great, one of the greatest to ever do it. I think is the exact quote. Uh, hilarious. Jameis Winston finds himself in the news for the most absurd reasons ever. And I can't wait for Drew Brees to get hurt. And Jameis Winston to come in, like, that's going to be so awesome. He's going to beat the Falcons twice, like, 17 to 13. Probably, like, a pick six mixed in. You think his offensive line is going to block for him, Drew Brees? Yeah, they forgave him. You, you didn't see he I did see they forgave him, but they forgave him. I forgive people all the time, and I'm doing quotation marks whenever I do that. I forgive people all the time. Great radio. Yeah, great radio. <laughs> I forgive people all the time, but do you think they forgive him, though, dude? I mean, his parents or his grandparents did fight in World War they II. They did. Respect the flag, man. World War II, though. Or don't. Not, not as cool. Also, as... who gives a fuck? <laughs> don't say a... that. Okay, right. I, um, I mean, I care about the flag. It'd be little... better if they fought in World War One, obviously. Because I'm World War One guy. You didn't watch the Bruce Lee documentary, did you? No. Be water? Be water. You're like rock. Be like water. I Dude, it was really good. I didn't know anything about Bruce Lee. Um, but it was really good. And I didn't know that he was, like, that, you know, renowned and respected when it came to, like, martial arts. I thought he was, like, actor who was, like, pretty good. Yeah. It was the opposite. It was the opposite. And, it, it like, I think as someone that doesn't watch MMA and is not into martial arts at all, I like boxing. Shout out Shakur Stevenson last night. Yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. Uh, next Money Mayweather, for sure. Like, he's the next great He said the same thing, dude. Okay. As a guy that doesn't like martial arts, like this movie with this documentary, Be Water, was well worth watching. Um, I'm excited to see the one coming up this Sunday, Long Gone Summer, about the 1998 home run chase between Sosa and Maguire. I'm really hyped for that one. I'm watching that one. That, to me, is like, and you're the same age as me, like, that, yeah. that's like around, I remember the 95 Braves title, like, I remember like celebrating when I was a little kid, I was five years old, but like celebrating with my parents in the living room and like... I remember that vividly. Yeah. But the 98 home run chase was when I remember being captivated. That's when you became hardcore baseball fan. That's when I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And those were the first two guys. But, like, you know, come to find out, there was, a, as Bob Costas says in the trailer, like, there was a price to pay for all of that stuff. And I hope, for me, I hope Bud Selig is in the documentary. Yeah. Because this is the guy that allowed all of it to go on. Whether he admits it or not, Bud Selig allowed steroids to yeah. be used in baseball. And that's that's like widely known at this point too. Like I mean, it's not he, you know, it's not self-admitted. Yeah. He, he doesn't say that, but the thing is like it's going to be fascinating to hear what Sosa and Maguire have to say. Jordan was really <coughs> open in his documentary. It was it was like slanted a little bit, we know that. Clearly. Uh, Lance Armstrong was the exact opposite of apologetic in his documentary. Fuck yeah, uh, Lance, let's go. So I'm anxious to hear what Maguire and Sosa have to say. I think they can do a lot for themselves by being apologetic of this thing and not blaming it yeah. on baseball and the culture, right? Yeah, I, I imagine guys like Jose Canseco are going to be involved in this documentary. I mean, it's going to be really fascinating to see it. 1998 summer was probably the most important season for baseball since we've been alive. I mean, I, I don't think that's yeah. a stretch. Um, and it was it's most watchable at that point too. Home runs. I mean, it's now it's reached that level of watchable because we have a home run every three innings. It seems like 
But but no, still no one's hitting sixty and seventy. No, because there aren't steroids. Anymore. No, exactly. I mean, like, but a lot like, of guys are hitting forty. A uh, lot of ha- guys are hitting thirty. Yeah, the, like teams, the total number of home runs hit in baseball has been broken in seven. The record for n- most home runs in a year has been broken in seven out of the last eight years. <laughs> it's been broken. That's wild. I mean, that's in no steroids. Wild. Hot well, take here. Hot take here. Let different. them take steroids, bro. Lesser steroids. I mean, a lot of people have said that. Let them take... I want to see it, bro. Do you actually believe that? Yeah. Why not? So, I, I'm not... They're making a gazillion dollars a year. I'm not for, like, healthily. HGH and stuff. No. I don't but, want, like, human growth hormone and all that stuff, but I, I don't think the performance-enhancing drugs, PEDs, should be as widely uh, cast in net as it is. Like, it's not... It shouldn't be... You can't stop it. So you might as well. It's kind of like with marijuana, in, in you know, they've done a decent job. I feel like. I mean, they it's slowed down, it but they still happen. take it all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, mean how the many, punishments are really, really stiff, though. We've I, there's been people that I know of that I've like you know acquaintances that have gone on to be in the minor leagues that I know took steroids. You know what I mean? Took them, yeah. But yeah. Like, that doesn't mean they actively. Oh yeah, but they got there. You know. Yeah, they got and, their shot. I mean, it's something. That people debate. I think that's an, another thing that might come up out of this documentary is that that's a conversation that people have had. I don't see that ever happening. That they're going to damn. That'd be so cool though. Drop. Yeah, I don't, they're not going to. I'm like, it'd be cool if they did it this year. Yeah, just no drop testing. it. Yeah. No <laughs> testing. Um, I, that's another thing though. If a guy tests positive, you can't suspend him for 80 games. Guys hit 70 bombs in 89 games. How yeah. sick would that be? But like, if a guy tests positive first time, you can't suspend him for 80 of the 89 games, can you? No. So they're gonna have no. to prorate that too. I'm sure that those are also being discussed. Well, actually, I guess you have to because you still get the benefits of being on steroids. You can't. Yeah, you can't like lessen them for one year because then dudes are gonna yeah take the shit out, right? Right. Uh, what else you got? Anything else? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm all set. Uh, again, we'll have an interview with Savannah Bananas, Vice President Barry Aldridge. Uh, my interview with him uh, from late May. Uh, I'll release that uh, in a couple of days later this week. Um, follow us on Twitter at Podcast Grits. Email the show, uh, questions, concerns, comments, rips to a hgpod at gmail.com. Um, and then follow me on Twitter at Jadon Sports. Yeah, make sure to send in your best Travis rips. We'll mention the best ones on the show for sure. Six foot, 160, 4440. Yeah. Um, he's very rippable. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay safe and wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.